All right, welcome to the Innovative Pedagogy Podcast. I am your host, Chris Garcia, and today we have a returning guest, Mr. Augusto Ihonda. So welcome back, Mr. Ihonda. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we had the opportunity to collaborate, and together we worked together to release a comic book curriculum based on the story of none other than Black Panther. That's right, baby. Wakanda forever. And within this curriculum, we were able to give students an in-depth look at the song Pray For Me by Kendrick Lamar. They were able to engage with the vocabulary discussion regarding the word choice and how it impacts the history and current social justice challenges being faced, as well as addressing social justice issues such as women in STEM and social disadvantages of race and equality. So, Mr. Honda, I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, we were supposed to have this at a panel at WonderCon and even at Comic-Con, um, but here we are. We're going to talk about it on the podcast and hopefully apply to uh, share this with the rest of the world in addition to this next summer. So hopefully you're down still. Yep, of course, man. I was down for um, for WonderCon, and then hopefully we're going to do Comic-Con. But um, we were actually hoping, because we found out um, WonderCon was canceled, early into quarantine and we were hoping we'd be ready to go for comic-con remember that yeah 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 and there were the chances of, of doing it were still really high so but uh but yeah i'm excited because we're gonna hopefully apply again for next year and uh have a bigger audience and at, even at the same time maybe even refine the curriculum and really dive into it to uh give students and let their voices be heard over um these types of issues and topics but um so let's go ahead and dive right in i wanted to ask you first off like any good teacher is the hook and um, I wanted to find out, so how did you hook and focus the purpose of this curriculum with your class? Uh, well, I think it's easy, you know, with teaching sixth graders, it's easy to kind of hook them into, hey, we're going to do a, uh, we're going to do something off the beaten path. Um, they knew already, like, my class was doing something special. I had, I had it set up with Mrs. Um, Conkley, or our principal, our admin at the time, I had it, um, or our admin now, I had it set up with Mrs. Conkley about, hey, would it be cool if I taught um, a Black Panther curriculum for Mr. Garcia? And she was all for it, especially because we're really, um, our school is really trying to dive deeper into celebrating um, the Heritage Months, the different, the different monthly celebrations that we have. Um, so we're really trying to celebrate that um, uh, at our school. So we, that was around the time where we started that, and it was right around the time of um, Black History Month. Yeah, I remember. So we just we just had an ILT meeting saying we want to start celebrating more. Um, and Black History Month was was we were in the middle of Black History Month when I hit her with the can I do this to celebrate Black History Month? And then the next yeah, month, yeah. March, uh, I believe, was the was the month of the female or something like that. Like um, women's that women's I believe it was women's history month, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like National Women's Day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, it tied in. The, the curriculum that you that we you provided and that we came up with um, was – it just went hand-in-hand. Hand. So we went from Black History Month to that. So um, And it just lined up perfectly with the curriculum. And, I, and like I said, teaching sixth, or teaching sixth grade, the sixth graders were just like, hey, I get to do work. I get to watch a movie about Black Panther and then get to write an essay about it. Um, so there was a little bit – it was easy. It was just like – like hook line sinker dude it was just like i just threw it out there and they were all down for it and um you know it was just too easy especially um they knew my attachment to black panther because of my son my son loves black panther yeah um, they just like whenever he would visit he'd be like hit them with the wakanda forever um he came <laughs> to class one time wearing the mask that you're rocking um, <laughs> nice. uh, 
so yeah, so they just knew the attachment that I had to the Black Panther, and then they knew, they just kind of built the same attachment. Um, these are the same kids I taught in fourth grade. Like I, I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. So I taught them again last year for sixth, and so they just already knew from fourth to sixth grade. Like a mystery Honda has a personal attachment to to Black Panther. Because right. um, I would get random gifts like Black Panther, like you know, like toys for my son. Yeah, um, things to put up in my classroom, which I've now given to my son. So, yeah, I think it was easy for the for the to hook the kids. Absolutely, and you know, it's one of those things. Even during this whole pandemic, I mean, I have the Black Panther curriculum available like for free on Teachers Pay Teachers, and then um, this whole idea of utilizing just comic books is just it's especially during the beginning of the pandemic, like. Why not assign students an opportunity to watch a movie? Binge watch the whole Marvel series, but let's also talk about it. Let's talk about the advantages and disadvantages, the um, plot, the antagonist, the protagonist. It's like utilizing things that already kids like and giving them an opportunity to practice comprehension, their language skills, um, communicating, um, even appreciating different forms of cultures and diversity. I don't know if you know this, but in Black Panther, um, when there is the, the challenge scene, when they're at the waterfall and they have the different tribes of Wakanda. They actually used the, um, from my understanding, there, there's a, those are actual tribes. The colors and the sequences of their clothes are actually uh, from actual tribes within the continent of Africa. So they wanted to make sure that they had an accurate uh, representation. So, oh, that's cool. I was yeah. made up made up tribes from Wakanda. Uh, so they, made up, they, they were made up, up tribes, but the colors are like, and the uniforms are actually real. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The more you know, dude. Exactly. So it's just, and that's the beauty about this kind of movies that are, are very culturally diverse like this is that there's a lot of respect that goes into it. Let's, let's, let's bring that appreciation and open these conversations up. And um, that brings me to the second question. Cause I'm going to, um, you kind of hit the second one already with how your class reacted, which is pretty much how any class is going to react. But the yeah. third question, technically second one for this podcast is did the students recognized how this movie or story made an impact to various social, racial and gender challenges. I don't think, I mean, at first, I don't think they did. But once we dived into it and we read the article that you provided, I think they, they, um, that's when it really struck with them. Like, hey, like, Mr. Honda has a point. Mr. Garcia has a point. Um, like, it does, it, it does hit on all those um, topics. Um, so I think doing the study, doing the character analysis, doing all the breakdowns, um, it really did let them put it put the movie in a different light for them let's just yeah. say um whereas before they thought of it like as a cool you know like it's one of the i think one of the better marvel movies out there um and they you know so they were like cool we get to watch black panther but now it's like wait whoa, whoa, we don't just get to watch black panther we gotta look at this this and this um and i think after watching it and after bringing all these um bringing attention to them what was brought up in the article um and the current issues at stand like we they had a bit a different understanding of the movie now. So, so yeah. were there any uh, any connections as far as like did you hear any of them talk about any specific stories happening in their life, or even like the, I mean, if you look at the opening scenes, and I, and I know how it is there at your school with the demographics only because I also taught there, and um, but looking at even just the equity and the opportunities, um, if you see in the movie, even in the beginning, but more towards the end. Um, you see one of the um, African kids like looking at the opportunity of like looking at the ship take off and mm-hmm. knowing that there's going to be a STEM academy there provided by Wakanda. Um, like, did any of the kids kind of like resonate as far as like looking at that? Like, you know what? This stuff, this looks cool. Or 
or even with the assumption or thought of, man, this could be possibly a cool idea. Like it could eventually happen. Yeah. Uh, so the the ending scene, I would say the the beginning of the scene, they were still too hyped to be watching Black Panther. Yeah. So there wasn't really much, and then they would get upset when I would stop it and be like, "Yo, like we got to pay attention here for for this part of our our assignment." So they would get upset at me stopping and and you know pausing for talking points. Um, uh, but by the end of it all, like once they saw, you know. Uh, it's Shuri, right? The sister. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a while. Shuri. Once they saw Shuri come back to was Oakland um, and saw how the kids reacted, the kids were like, you know what? Like, that's pretty cool. Like, um, I wish there was a school like that around here. And I'm like, you know what? I think, like, I heard this is around the time when um, the actress that plays Shuri, she went on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, and she announced that they're going to create a STEM what was this? Um, yeah, yeah, that was with Chef. Yeah, it was between them and like I think there was a partnership between them and Chevron. Yeah, so yeah, it was interesting because when we watched that movie, um, when we started the, the assignment, and then till the till once we got to the end, because it took us like probably like two weeks to finish the movie because right. of stop points, because of all the different assignments we had to do. Um, once we got to that point, um, you had retweeted that that she was working with Chevron to create like a STEM project or something like that. Yeah. Um, and said, you know what, like, as a matter of fact, like the actress actually, like she teamed up. So she retweeted something. So, um, it was cool that they, the kids were like, wow, we wish we had something like this. So, yeah, I've seen, uh, even with my current job, I, I give students an opportunity to like really be innovative and create. And, um, one of the challenges that we, that I give them with our engineering projects that we do in the afternoon is to create a solution for a wildfire. And I'm never going to forget this one student. Um, and it's interesting because you've been on my site and I get teachers that come in and uh, it's frustrating sometimes because sometimes teachers will foster the creativity of the students. And mm -hmm. sometimes I've also known as teachers will kind of shut it down. Mm -hmm. And that part really breaks my heart. But thankfully, this teacher right here um, <clears throat> specifically was actually fostering the idea of the student. And the student explained to me um, and the teacher didn't really have the understanding of where it came from. But he he asked me, hey, Mr. Garcia. You know that force field that's over Wakanda? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, no one can see it. And like, but you have to like go in and it protects everybody. I'm like, yeah, I remember that force field. He says, well, what if we were to create that same force field and put all the fires that are happening in California, go to the epicenter of it, and then that force field opens it up so that way the fire suffocates within itself and then it's, it's extinguished. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And here they are watching a science fiction movie mm -hmm. with science fiction technology. And then yet their creativity and their ideas are being formed from it. So I think it's just really important to be able to like not only take what kids see as something that may not be um, or kind of adding more of the technology, technological part to it. But and it, it's important to ask students these questions to formulate these ideas. Um, I'm even reminded about like back in the day, like you would see um, Star Trek like from the 70s and you just kind of like see where the re – I know we probably saw the reruns growing up. But like <laughs> you would see the uh, – you would see them like FaceTiming each other or like, and you're like, man, that's kind of yeah. cool. and now it's like, yeah, it's just normal. It's just normal. Yeah. To FaceTime. It's normal. What we're doing right now too. Like uh -huh. look at how technology forms. So I know we're talking more about the diversity and the opportunities, but one of the things that I really appreciate about movies like this is that it opens many avenues for students to be creative, not only on the cultural diversity of it, but also the technological parts of it. And it brings back that whole idea of like the what if, what if things could possibly be like this. So, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that. And the next part I really wanted to and the final part, which actually kind of goes to the um, 
the core of what we're really trying to focus is are any responses from your students that caught your attention? Because I, I know there were some writing assignments that they had to do with this as well and reflections. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing actual um, reflections from your students. Yeah. So one of the big, the, the culminating, I feel like the culminating activity for this all was a, um, was an essay in which they, they um, explored the racial diversity, the, um, the role, the gender role diversity in, in society. Um, so it, they want, we wanted them to take away how Black Panther kind of broke the mold and, um, and then um, went about it, superhero movies, like, you know, in a more diverse manner, meaning more um, culturally diverse and more um, gender diverse. Um, so here's a couple. So the good thing I was telling um, uh, Mr. Garcia earlier is that this writing prompt, even though it's a, I would say it's one of the more difficult writing prompts because you're looking at two different types of diversity. Um, but because the kids had such a big buy-in in it, it was um, they like some of my lower writers were able to accomplish the writing task. So I was sharing with Mr. Garcia earlier, one of my students who usually, um, who struggles, usually struggles with writing. He, he didn't, answer the prompt in his own i mean he didn't answer the prompt with his own thoughts but what he did was he took the the question about racial diversity and then he found the evidence that supported his answer in the in the article that we that we provided and then he inserted that evidence into his essay so again um he wasn't able to create his own essay out of it but he was able to say oh this is how it was racially diverse and then he went on to go say how it's Gender, gen, uh, how they showed gender diversity in there, and he provided evidence. Um, so again, he was um, while he's one of my struggling writers, he was still able to pull something apart from what resources he had to write. Give me an essay, a complete essay, not a completed essay, but you know, give me an essay. Um, so there's that accessibility with the prompt. Um, so here's one of my mid-level writers, and what she wrote with for me was. Um, that stood out to me was she said, and this was about um, gendered or racial diversity. She said, according to a, a Black Panther clip, originally superheroes or protectors of superheroes are white men and only white. But Black Panther changed that completely. For example, in the movie Black Panther, there's a black superhero and his protectors are black women. So again, she touches on um, the racial diversity of how yeah. we now have a black or an African-American um main star main superhero and then his protectors are black black yeah. women as well so mr honda that's great what you're sharing already and was there anything else that actually added to that was there anything specifically with like gender diversity that they probably focused on yeah so um we i had two students who who really hit the nail on the on the nail in the head when they talked about gender diversity um so both of these i would say are more of um my stronger writers so my first one is um from she says um from my one of my students miley who's like you know my school daughter she says in other words in wakanda they don't just have feminine females they also have masculine females um and then she goes on to describe three of the characters nakia okoye and shuri who all played masculine roles or masculine roles um or atypical roles in the movie and she goes on to explain what their roles are and how they're different. And then I had another student, um, Marco, who said, um, and this is a direct quote from his 
from his essay as well. He says, Black Panther is also an example of gender diversity. According to the character analysis, which was another assignment that we did prior to this, um, according to the character analysis, girls like Okoye and Shuri are really high up in the ranks in Black Panther than they would be in other movies. For example, Okoye is a guard and Shuri is the head of technology. We don't really see girls in other movies portraying these roles. So again, um, he used all the, he used another tool that we had provided for them to create his essay or to create his paragraph right here. Um, and he goes on to say how these girls, these females, have different roles that they would usually that they normally wouldn't have in other movies. Um, so yeah, so that um, two of my stronger writers were able to really grasp the whole role of gender diversity and how um, this movie really pushed it. Yeah. What about um? What about racial diversity? Like, do they any of them like kind of look at being able to see an actual black superhero at the highlight of the stage in comparison to? I mean, if you think about it, like the original Avengers movie, like you didn't see any, you didn't see really any diversity unless you consider yeah. Thor. But I mean, the reality is like th- that's not always the case. So like, what did, what about racial diversity? Racial diversity, Thor from a different from a different planet. <laughs> that could be cool. Be, and then you know what? Okay, on a side note, I'm glad that Disney's actually creating that What If series uh-huh. because they're creating that opportunity where Peggy Carter technically is Captain Britain, um, where Star Lord is actually King T'Challa. So they're kind of like changing the gender roles, and yeah, so it's like, what if this would have happened? So yeah, so it. I mean, these are cool things that are. How do I say it? Like at the end of the day, where's that at? Where's this What If series at? It's not out yet. It's uh, it was announced last year on the summer at D twenty three. So these are things that are they're waiting. But like anything else, this whole pandemic has a lot of things on pause because of it. So that's cool. All right, but so yeah, back- the, the racial diversity. Has there anything been anything similar to that, or any examples that your students saw? Yeah, I mean, racial diversity was the biggest. You know, the biggest or the easiest thing for them to identify, um, especially because we're so used to seeing. Um, your typical superhero being, um, you know, a white male. So a white male, not just a white female, a white male. Um, so here's what one of my students said. He said, um, Black Panther is the first Marvel movie to feature an African-American superhero as a leading hero. For example, he's the monarch of Wakanda. Um, like in Captain America, Falcon was a sidekick, but in Black Panther, T'Challa was the main fighter. So he goes on to tap into prior knowledge from a different Marvel movie. Yeah. And um, he goes on to talk about Falcon and how Falcon is also African-American and how he um, was seen as a sidekick to Captain America, not as the um, not as the main hero. Right, right. That's yeah. actually interesting you bring that up because um, – one of the biggest um, plots for the upcoming uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, or Winter Soldier and Falcon, either one, but with both of them is the fact that um, one of the storylines in there is the fact that, that can our country, the United States of America, accept an African American as Captain America? And how the there are um, things in place even systems in place were like, no, that can't happen. That can't be. And there's going to be that discussion. I mean, that's going to be another, probably another topic that a lot of, I mean, I would say a lot of upper grade classes and teachers would, are definitely going to want to tap into, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really powerful transition to be able to see that. Um, I've even heard different, I mean, I know of different stories and I mean, we're not really focused right now on like other Disney movies, but like, I know it raised eyebrows for a lot of people that the little mermaid, the live action little mermaid. Yeah. Movie, 
yeah, it's going to have an African-American as Ariel. Yeah. And people are like, wait, there. And it's nice because it's it's challenging these uh, notions and stereotypes that we're used to. And it's breaking a lot of these like misconceptions that we might even have. Well, you know what? Uh, it's interesting that you're saying that because when um, I was doing like I was just doing some research and I was like, you know, there's these memes online about about, you know, like just diversity in Hollywood and all that. And then diversity with when it comes to that, it was I think it was along the lines of the Little Mermaid and saying how, oh, like the new Little Mermaid is going to be African American, and then they say that that's that, that can't be blah, blah blah. And then someone posted back the old I don't know if you remember the old Ice Cinderella with um with I believe it was Brandy, Brandy and um and then the Filipino Whitney dude Houston. Uh, <laughs> it was Brandy Whitney, and then um the Filipino dude um that played Rufio um Dante Bosco. Yes, yes. Uh, Bosco was the was the lead role for the Prince Charming in that movie. So again, two totally different. Like, I, I feel like I feel like back then we we didn't look we didn't make such a big deal about it. Yeah. Um, but now it's like it is because right. of what's happening in society. Um, and I think, if, and I was just telling you this earlier. Um, if I were to do this project now, I think there'd be a lot more. Um, I think there'd be a lot more buy-in, especially with what's happening, you know, in, in, in society right now, I think there'd be a lot more buy-in. I think that, I think a lot of opinions would be different. Yeah. So especially with what they're being, like I was telling you earlier, um, a lot of these kids, their news is social media, their news is Instagram, their news is TikTok, their news is Facebook, um, which, you know, aren't the credible sources. So, you, you know. Um, so they're seeing what other people believe in and they're not really doing the facts and like check, you know, fact checking for themselves. So again, um, they're heavily influenced by whatever they're going to see on social media. Um, right. Right. So again, it would be, it'd be interesting to see how this would, 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 um, play out with everything that's going on right now. Like you were saying. Um, Absolutely. And I think it's important for us as educators to be able to create, it's, it's, it's that fine line where we have to create opportunities for this to be discussed, but then yet, at the same time, be able to welcome diverse ideas and maybe in ideas we may not agree with or ideas we've never heard of. Um, but you hit the, the, the you hit a really uh, strong point right now, and that is teaching these kids how to find credible sources. What mm-hmm. is a credible source? And I'm never going to forget, like, that's one of the biggest things that is taught in lower lower grades when it comes to like propaganda and what is propaganda. But I feel like that's a topic and a standard that really needs to be brought back up and pretty much taught almost every year because of social media, because yeah. of the – I feel like – I mean I kind of like to blame this on Wikipedia, I mean with all due respect, only because it's like that's like one of the outlets where anyone can just add any information. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's – and and you know and you don't even know who's doing it and it's it's kind of dangerous but then that's the kind of world we live in where we not only teach students to um think critically but also assess and really um wait on news stories it's like rather than having that reactionary re- response towards civil issues mm-hmm. um, rather than like all right let me dive into it let's let's find out let's get to the let's get to the bottom line of what's happening um there's a previous podcast that I recorded with a a, a news journalist and uh, she was talking about how in journalism, um, it, it's just it's a big fight. Who can be the first one to release the story immediately? And she said, and I told her, so how can you combat that? She said, really turn off national news and focus on local news. Mm-hmm. She said, look at look at the local news and look at the newspaper. She said, because for the most part, these 
places aren't in a competition and they're going to take around two to three days, maybe even a week to really dive into the story. Um, and in addition to that, this is the part that really caught me. She said, they're also going to talk about the impacts that it has on your surrounding neighborhood and city. Uh-huh. She said, always focus on that. So I would have to say, I mean, I know we came here to talk about Black Panther, which is ex- like, and I mean, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I'm, I'm glad that we're doing that. But opportunities of like what he's done and what this curriculum can do. And on top of that, what comic book curriculum can do, like what Stan Lee created all of this for was to bring these kind of discussions into the classroom. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to add. I mean, are you, would you do anything different or are there any, or there be anything else you would want to add if you were to teach this either online or in person again? So, you know what? Um, I, I was able to contact one of my, well, a few of my students, but one of them said something that, that I asked, well, one of them answered my question, which was, I asked like, what, what would you do differently about the assignment that we created? And she said, um, again, um, her, her, the hardest part for her was doing the song analysis. Um, and I think the reason being is because it's so hard for us to focus on like poetry and for so hard for us to focus on the, on like, um, literature that's, that's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Popular literature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if we look in our benchmark and our work, our, um, ELA texts, they're all excerpts from from well-known well-known books. They're they're all excerpts from well-known titles. Um, so we've already there's already been um, curriculum designed for that. Whereas yeah. we brought in a song for the kids to listen and to hear. And, and then I would have thought that was like the one of the, the coolest things for them was yeah. to do a song analysis. But she said I got lost when we did the song analysis, and she said because the song didn't make any sense to me. You know, wow. um, and then and then I said, well, what about when I broke it down for you? She goes, that's when it made sense. Um, so when I and then for for them, I think they they're separating music from the movie, right? Whereas in Black Panther, you gotta you gotta really pay attention to what the lyrics are saying to what the move what's happening in the movie, yeah, right, yeah. Because Kendrick made songs for that movie, um, right? He designed those songs for the movie, so there's parts in that song where it's like he's talking about this part and this part in the movie. And then they're like, Oh, you know? Um, and then and I'll say, how does this tie? Like I would ask them like, how does this tie in with someone in the movie? And then they'll be like, they'll be quick to say, Oh, it ties in with Shuri and how she, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, but I would, I also, I got interrupted. This lesson got interrupted by the pandemic. Um, we were like, I, these were one, like I only had like eight people turn in the essays. Um, I would have loved to finish the lesson out completely. Um, and, you know, because we were in a, such a weird time, the kids didn't really get to dive as deep as I would have liked them. So um, would I do it virtually? Um, probably not. I probably wouldn't do it virtually. Yeah. Because I think there are some things in there that, that you know, that we need to touch base on, like, personally. It's like, I feel like there's things in there that, that you need to see reaction from me. You need to see reaction from your classmates yeah. or you won't be able to see um, through a virtual, virtual experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, like I said, um, we can also just do, you know, aside from this being Black Panther, I know that you said this is a Black Panther curriculum study, but aside from just looking at Black Panther, we can also do a Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. 
like a movie study and look at all the roles he's played in, right. um, in Hollywood. And, and from there, we can you can go into gen, um, racial diversity like as a whole. You know, you can do like a whole um, movie series, like a movie study or a you know an actor study on Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And how he's well, affected. It's it's funny you bring that up because uh, I'm thinking of two things right now. Um, one, the latest movie he did with Twenty One Bridges, it was mentioned on there that, uh, and it's been released. I leap within the last few days. One of the leading actresses on there that decided to. Um, uh, pretty much act with him or his co one of his co-stars uh -huh. um she came out saying that and and i guess this wasn't news until the last 48 hours but she came out saying that chadwick boseman actually gave her part of her salary so that way they would have an equal amount of pay within this movie see and then there goes the gender diversity part right there you go but it, the other thing i was going to bring up was the whole idea of the last line that killmonger says in black panther uh -huh in comparison, was actually a line that Chadwick Boseman specifically asked, and that's when he talks about being buried in the ocean, being considered an honor, rather than like when he says, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a paraphrase, but it's to the effect yeah. of, I would prefer to be buried in the ocean than to like be in bondage of slavery. Yeah. So rather than like, and that was the option that he had, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a prisoner here in Wakanda. No, like, I know that's not, that's not, that's not for me. I would prefer to die knowing that I would have freedom after death. Yeah. So even that right there, I didn't know that Chadwick Boseman actually, that was one of the lines that he requested that needs to be placed in the movie. So that uh -huh. shows you right there only the history. Uh -huh. And even I would even use that as an opening of history of, uh -huh. of, of, of even slavery, of opening topics like that. Why would people prefer to do that? And mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much that can be dove into this kind of movie. I feel like this is definitely one of the best times. I mean, First off, this should be taught year-round, but if more than anything, like, we really – if there's anything else that's really convicted me, especially with a lot of the racial tension we've dealt with in 2020, is that February needs to be honored. And really, as educators, we really got to just, like, find ways of really honoring the black culture and in, in really teaching the history of, of the forefathers, of Martin Luther King, of actors like Chadwick Boseman, of Muhammad Ali, of different people out there that have stood their ground – um, and, and, and so, yeah, I really want to thank you for, I really want to thank you for stepping outside of your, even your comfort zone and pacing guide with what you had planned and really implementing this in your classroom. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was no, no issue for me. I, I my, my main thing was, was, was I, was I going to get admin approval? Um, yeah. so that way I had to create my own pacing guide, my own. So I took your curriculum. I made my own pacing guide. I added a few things here and there, added a few graphic organizers, um, so that way it tied in with with what we were what we were teaching. So it, it tied in because our, our site does Will the Storm. So I tied in Will the Storm vocab. Nice. I tied um, Will the Storm. You know, I tied in all those things to make sure that it was still hitting what we as a site hit on. Right. Um, we used the four E's. We used um, the essays were written in in the format that we usually write essays. So again, um, it was just it was just a different topic than what my my partner teachers were doing. Right. Um, but other than that, um, they, my partner teachers were on board too. They were all for it. So, um, so yeah, um, it was a pleasure teaching. I mean, uh, I'm glad that, that there was some sort of, I mean, I'm glad that we tackled that essay at the time that we did. Cause again, like I said, right at the end of black history month, right at the beginning of, um, I think it was national women's history month or something like that. National women's month. Yeah. Um, so again, 
um, it was the perfect timing and it was like the perfect topic um, to do. And yeah, that, yeah. that alone let them, let my kids know right off the bat, like where their mind was like black history month and national women's month. So, yeah, no, that's really cool. And hopefully let's just hope and pray that, uh, Shooty actually raises the mantle. I mean, it, that's the way it is in the comics. So, I mean, the reality is we really want her to – I mean, as, as, a, as a Marvel fan, I really want her to take the mantle on. I don't think Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman should be replaced. That's my take though. But, um, but yeah, and uh, hopefully that gives a lot more people an appreciation for women, women in STEM, women leadership um, to lead countries and to um, rise to the occasion and young women too. So – Really, thank you for that. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and focus. If you'd like to have access to this Black Panther curriculum, please visit us on social media at Innovative Pedag and click on the link in our bio. You can do that on Twitter or on Instagram, and that'll take you straight to the Teachers Pay Teachers page where you can actually have this curriculum for free. All right. Um, I don't want to sell it. I want to give it for free um, for the time being. Um, so make sure you grab a copy of it. And at the same time, please feel free to send an email to cbgarcia at sandiego.edu with any questions or topics of discussion. Again, Mr. Honda, thank you so much for being on our episode and sharing your experience about um, teaching really, really powerful topics in your classroom, specifically with the Black Panther curriculum. Yeah. And I mean, before I go, I just want to give a shout out to my current students, um, room 707 here at Rice Elementary School and my former students who are now seventh graders over all district wide in Sweetwater. I just want to say thanks for letting me use you guys as a um, as a pedestal for this curriculum. And um, and then I also want to clarify on the last podcast, you kind of edited it in a way where it sounded like I went to Chula Vista High School. And a couple, a, a lot of my friends who listened, to, I had a lot of friends listen to the podcast, and they said, "Wait, you, spoke, you said you're from Chula Vista High School?" I was like, "No." I was like, I said I was from a school in Chula Vista. Um, so I actually went to East Lake High School. So I just want to give a shout out to the Titans out in East Lake. There you go. That I'm from East Lake High School, not from Chula Vista High School. There um, you go. I'll make sure I won't, I won't, I won't edit that part. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you, Mr. Honda. Let's talk about that.